Welcome to Jeff and Julie Move to France during a global pandemic, and this is Chapter 17. On today's show, we stop by La Foire aux Fleurs, a spring tradition here in France. And you will be treated to a free concert performed by our singing dogs. Who's looking for tickets? Okay, uh, let's start off the show one more time with yet another update, Julie. I think it's fair. You have received your French driver's license. And what is that called in French? Un permis de conduire. What you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about this. Very, very, Now, I wasn't, but I'm very excited about it now uh, because after, I think, a year, isn't it? Almost a year. Almost a year. Uh, I thought we applied for them in, like, February. Uh, no, I don't think so. Of 2021. Anyway, a year just to get a driver's license exchanged. A year. And, and yours, still, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't have a clue. No, I haven't gotten any notification. I went to my account online. Everything is in the process of, of moving forward, but I have absolutely no news. It's just so weird because they were both sent in at the same time, and we received, um, we received updates at throughout the sa- at, at the, the same, same time. time. But now, all of a sudden, you're still waiting for yours, and and I have mine now. This this was dramatic. No. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Along with your license, your physical <laughs> license, you got a letter that told you to go to your account right. with a special code and go look at your point balance. Okay. And now, just so you know, um, on my Canadian driver's license, I ran up some points, which as in past chapters, we've explained that I challenged. And according to my lawyer, I had won in terms of no points coming off the license. So there were a couple of red lights. Those those were four points each. So that's eight. Mm-hmm. There was the parking one, which I had to plead guilty to and pay. Mm-hmm. So that's now up to 11. That was a three-pointer. And then there was a photo, radar one. So I actually had sort of like the equivalent of 12 points in tickets that I had amassed. Back over to you. So you gingerly went down to your computer and, <laughs> and, and you know, started programming things and then saw on your file that you have... 12 points. And I... You, you uh, lost it. I, you, you you know what? I, I, I've never seen you lose that much color in your face. <laughs> you were stricken by the fact that you had 12 points. Yep. I, I was... Uh, because I'm, now I'm thinking, okay, what... What's my recourse? I've got a, I've got a couple. Okay, the first thing is I got to type a letter to the, you know, to the lawyer. What's going on? You, you said, you know, blah blah blah. I'd, um, but then you, you saved the day. Well, I went online and I researched and I saw that with the French license, you get a balance of twelve points. So you start with twelve points. That's right. And that they- you lose. Should you be a bad boy again? <laughs> so it's a demerit system, which I should have figured out. Um, so uh, I get a fresh slate, and I think I just want to, you know, I'm very quick to, to point out fault, in case you haven't noticed. I think it's time we, we pointed out uh, something that Julie said a few uh, chapters ago, and it makes perfect sense. And what you did say was that you're estimation was they can't take points 
off of a license that doesn't exist. Right. That's, this is when I was on my Canadian license. So you made, you, you, it's kind of brilliant because you made all of those mistakes. Yeah. All of them <laughs> on on a foreign driver's license. On a foreign driver's license, no po- zero points came off because there was nothing to take it off of. And, and I think that was a, a great assessment. And I think that's exactly what happened, really. So you are good to drive in France. Probably didn't need to hire the lawyer now, in, in hindsight. But you know oh, what? Oh, it was worth it. It was worth it because it gave us a peace of mind, and it gave us an education on, on how the system works here, for sure. The hard way. Should I need to fight another ticket down the road? Let's hope I, not. I now know how to do that. Mm. But I get to start with 12 fresh points, and that was a major relief. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, just seeing you running around anxious like that. Oh, but uh, uh, just, it was it was full on panic. It was like bordering on a panic attack. It wasn't a panic attack, but it was close. It was very close. One of the things that you need to find when you're in France, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. When remember one time we were we we were thinking, oh, let's let's go see if we we were thinking about getting a cottage up north in in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And remember uh, the the real estate agent said, well, so what are you looking for? And we said, uh, we would like a stone cottage. And he goes, oh, you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest. The funniest line in the world. Uh, so apparently that's uh, that's that's a big deal, and uh, not missed with us because we just love stone of any kind. We just love it. Well, it's a it's a, a great material. It's long lasting. It's beautiful, gorgeous. Uh, as it ages, it only gets better. You know, back in Canada, it, we were very wood driven, and that needs to be replaced on a pretty uh, regular. No more for me basis. So as much as I love my woodworking, no more, uh, no more floors or anything based in wood. Not with three dogs that turn it into kindling. But so the the point being, when you're in France, everything is a stone building, pretty much. So you need to find yourself. Uh, a, a, a mason and it's a dying art it really is a dying and it is an art and i think that's in in in, in the world in, in the world yeah nobody wants to be a you know an artisan they want their you know bank jobs they want their administrative jobs and the artisans are kind of front frowned upon but i think it's great you work your own schedule you do what you want to do it's you have something to show for your work you make people happy um, and, and we found the master of all uh, Masons, and he lives five minutes from the house. His name is Vanny, and he absolutely loves his work, which is so interesting to see. He And for all the reasons you just mentioned, he comes, he plugs his radio in, he works at exactly the same pace. Nothing makes him go faster or slower. He's got his routine he knows that he works at that pace and you're going to get a quality product, plus he gets to enjoy himself. Mm-hmm. And he is just phenomenal. And he's just the nicest guy. He's, our, he's our, pretty much our favorite person here. I, uh, I would say so. I, I just love him. And he's he's kind of our age. He'll probably be retiring over the next few years, but he just yeah. continues to you know, love his work. Interesting life. Like he had a big business right outside of Paris and th- having employees and all, in what, 
ensues when you have employees and the problems and people not showing up. And he just decided, I'm going to have um, a slower paced life. I'm going to get out of, of the, the Paris environment, move to the country and do my job at my own pace. And I think he encountered something that happens with a lot of trades right now. And that was finding difficulty obtaining an apprentice who cared or who wanted to learn. And I mean, this goes back to Canada days where I had a buddy who opened up his own plumbing company and had to fold it because he could never find a reliable apprentice. And uh, as a result, he found he was spending most of his time trying to hire people who didn't want the job. And, you know, to, to Vanny's credit, he doesn't need any help. Mm-hmm. You know, he he takes jobs where he can... Well, he knows the scope of it. Yeah. He knows how much time to plan for it. And he can do it by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we had him over this weekend. We have a, a couple of little fix-up jobs. We will always have these jobs, I think. <laughs> I think so. But, you know, that's anywhere. When, you, when you're when you a homeowner, there's always something that needs to be looked after. Especially if you're married. <laughs> <gasps> you make me sound like a taskmaster, and oh. I am not. Oh, do I really? Oh, no. my goodness. No, that could not be true. <laughs> oh, that's... you. The, no, you're, you're painting me with a broad brush. Anyway, so Vanny was here, and we went through kind of a little list, a light list of things that had to be looked after. A light list. And one of them is the pathway that leads from the front of the house to the pool. Uh, some some of the, the stone has cracked. Yeah, like the pathway sort of crests, and at the crest of the pathway, and it's travertine, it's all... Uh, Tile rock, what you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it's starting to, something underneath has given way, and it's they're they're just starting to crack. And and to me, to me, it's a it's a patch job, right? It's a patch job. Well, to Vanny, and here's the uh, French phrase of the day: "Ce serait comme mettre un pansement sur une jambe de bois." Do you want me to translate? Well, that? I I think I know what you're you're saying with the French phrase of the day uh, because I was there and we all laughed. I didn't get it at the time, but you explained what it is. Mm-hmm. But yes, please, please, and 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 this isn't to say that he's bucking to do the whole sidewalk. He's giving us his expertise. His expertise. So he is saying that only doing a patchwork is like putting a, a bandaid on a wooden leg. That's so funny. So in other words, just do it do it do it right the first time. Don't just do one patch and then next year you have to do another patch I, and then you'll have all different different stone and different textures and no. it's just way easier just to do it all at once. It's not easier. And and what we've decided to do is and he agrees that if it's sound on either side, if it's sound in there and it's not going to uh, decay that that he can repair it. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna just start peeling it back on both sides, and we'll decide then. And we'll decide then. But he seems to think that there are issues. Like well, you know, he 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 thinks it's kind of hollow underneath. Yeah, and, and some of this. So yeah. we we peel it back to there, and then start from there. Yeah. Well, so, if you peel it back to there, then you've almost done the whole walk. Well, but no. So what's the uh, French phrase of the day one more time, Julie? C'est comme mettre un pansement sur une jambe de bois. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Vanny will be back, and, and he'll probably be living in the gite uh, <laughs> by the time he gets to all these. Uh, hey, sorry, these are not brief big, list. Just, it's a light list. It's a light, a light list. list. Okay. 
Um, and you're getting much better at understanding the French phrases of the day uh, because you have been diligently attending your French classes. I don't think it's going well. For the last six months. And you don't see a big improvement because it's you. But I see a big improvement. And I... I don't believe you, first of all, but I'm, I'm happy to hear more. And this is no reflection, in no way a reflection on Veronique, my professor. I think it's the fact that I'm an idiot, and that's why this is t- seems to be taking so long. You've married a moron, and as a result, I, I just uh, I, I feel like I climb a hill, and then all of a sudden I'm right back down. Like, this so, this week's lesson was just abysmal. Crash and burn. But listen, in my estimation— You're also taking on a challenge at a a time in your life where you're not 12. Learning new things, especially a language that's complicated as French. Complicated as French. This is the most... This is the most complicated language to learn, I think, on the planet. Maybe, you know, away from your... Some of the Asian uh, languages. But, okay, uh, Robert, who's uh, a guy who does electrical work for us, he's Mm -hmm. he's British... Mm -hmm. Speaks beautiful French. He's been here. He's actually a citizen here now. Uh, but when he was in college, he took Russian as an elective in in college, in, in university. And he said Russian is a cakewalk compared to learning French. So there you go. That's, well, that's how difficult that's one person. But it, but, but it is. I'll admit, all of the different tenses, how to conjugate. There's the, the gender, feminine, masculine, which you don't have to deal with in English because everything so is stupid. genderless. It is so arbitrary. Oh, the glasses are... What are glasses now? They're, feminine. Oh, yeah, they're feminine. And the, the pen here is... Feminine. Yeah, Okay. And the table is feminine. Yeah, but these are arbitrary. Like there's some panel, there's some people sitting around a boardroom. As a matter of fact, COVID, when COVID came out, it was it was originally masculine and then they changed it to feminine. Yeah, now, because it wasn't going away. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was because it was pure evil. <laughs> Jeez. Come on. Like, do, is there, like, honestly, is there a boardroom where they sit around and they take the new words and uh, what do you think, Jean-Guy? I think it's feminine. What about you? This is definitely masculine. What, do they take a vote? Most Latin languages have this. Whether you're speaking uh. Spanish, whether you're speaking Italian, they're, they, that's how it works. And with French, it's, it's not just knowing that it's feminine and masculine because there are so many things that so all of a sudden un changes to une and it just it goes on and on and on. But back to my point is you you now have a concept. You now know how the language flows. You're getting much better with your tenses and your verbs. Yeah, I'm you, really tense. You, <laughs> especially when you think you have twelve points and that's a bad thing. Um, you you uh, are able to converse with me. You couldn't do that six months ago. Yeah, and no. you understand me. I mean, you haven't you haven't understood me in the past thirty one years. So now you know. Yeah, now you get to yell at me in two languages. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, I I think um, that your your progress is is remarkable, and and I I know that you know it's not going to be tomorrow. This this won't be something no, I know that, that. But there'll there'll come a time where. I believe that like a, a a switch will flip, and you'll go ah I'm 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 understanding I don't have to overthink it anymore yeah. it's just coming naturally I hope so and one day you'll even dream in French and that's that's when you know for sure you've mastered the language 
So I, I think you just keep on this track. Mm-hmm. It works for you twice a week. Private lesson. Veronique is excellent. Yeah, she gives she's you, good. Yeah, she makes she, fun of me all the time. Yep. Which is great. I like that. Keeps me on my toes. Like I need more things to keep me on my toes in a French class. But it's uh, it's fun. I, I do enjoy it. I just wish there was a, a more immediate satisfaction with the learning. I really do because it is tough sledding. You just have to keep at it like anything else that you want to, you know, um, learn. All right. As promised, um, we have singing dogs. And when did we first discover this? Back in Canada, um, I believe that it started when we were playing some music and all of a sudden blue blue broke out in song. Broke out in song. And at first it was cute. It's very cute, especially if he's doing it very mildly and sweetly, but he he likes to go into a crescendo. He likes to ramp it up. And when he ramps it up, the other one, uh, Brad uh, tucks in. Right. And he's like doing background vocals. Brad never sings on his own. Never sings on his own. He, and He will rush into the room whenever Blue starts singing. And he just goes right up to him and he goes, is it go time? Is it go time? Let me sing. Let me sing. Let me sing. Um, and... Curiously enough, yeah. Anna, the female, the chirpy one, never joins in. She she's doesn't the, care. She's the loudest. She's the clearly the dog that barks the most. Doesn't and sing. She's an audience. She's in the audience. She's a fan. Yeah, she's a fan, uh, but she never gets involved. She's kind of like, what are you two idiot boys doing? You know, like really. And sometimes it even happened if I was watching television. Wow. <laughs> and, and, you know, a, there was one particular commercial. I don't know. I think it was for an insurance company. And the the, the, the little jingle that they had at the end had Blue yeah. and, singing insanely. And it's a five-second ending jingle, and he was gone. And so now it's, again, it's a TV show. And so what we've been doing recently is we have been watching Better Call Saul. Now, we started watching Better Call Saul right after Breaking Bad, and we both agreed, where is this show going? Because it was a prequel to to Breaking Bad, and because we had Breaking Bad so fresh in our minds, I didn't like it. Yeah, we lost patience. We lost patience with it because it was like, okay, when... When does he turn? When does he when go does, from Jimmy to yeah. Saul? When does and, it connect? When does it connect? And and we were very frustrated. So we've left it for all these years, and we fired it up again. Started right from the beginning, and we are loving it. The, the Vince Gilligan, the director, the shot selection, the cinematography, the storyline, everything is amazing. Bob Odenkirk, obviously, just fantastic. However, we now have to skip past the intro. I have to have the remote in my hand mm-hmm. because the intro comes up at a very, like they'll do a whole couple of scenes and then the intro comes on. Oh, Because when we fire up the show, he starts in. So you have to be on standby. On standby. And pay attention so that you can skip the intro so that we don't get this concert that we don't always love. So what we thought we'd do is we would play for you today the intro to Better Call Saul and let's see what happens. Okay, as you can hear, it's dead quiet here in the kitchen. I've got the uh, theme song for Better Call Saul all lined up to play on the speakers. And all hell is about to break loose. (laughs) 
Okay, okay. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we have to shut that down. That's just, uh, that gets piercing after a while. I, I liked your golf commentary at the beginning, like the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, very quiet undertone. Here we are on the 18th hole. That, like that, yeah. Tiger putting for birdie. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, well, it, it, that's how quiet it is. And, and then the, the whole house just explodes. And the high-pitched voice there that you heard is Big Blue. Uh, we'll include some photos of these guys singing on our Facebook page. And then and then Brad, he does the... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Sounds like a foghorn. Yeah. So whenever we're watching television, even if it's the news or whatever, if Blue starts, then it's... It's it's go time. And, yeah. and, and what we found, like, Julie has to shake a can of coins sometimes or spray water at them. to Because once they get going, it's hard to stop them. It's true. And they have a nickname. The workers that hear them from the outside um, have named them the Canadian wolves. Oh, I didn't know that. Les loups canadiens. Yeah. Oh. That's what Fanny calls them, for sure. <laughs> I didn't know that. Because they do sound wolfy. They do. Oh. oh, that's cute. Well, those are our singing dogs, and we love them. It's just sometimes, uh, you know, like, for instance, you, you'll be, you know, you want to put on some Miles Davis for dinner or something, and <laughs> you hear that. Well, that's kind of the opposite. It's not of, relaxing. Of, of some nice uh, mm. dinner jazz. So we do have to quell it sometimes, uh, but that's just uh, it's just how it goes. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I just have to mention this because it was just it just ruined. This ruined my day the other day. We went out for our what was it? The first first alfresco lunch. Holy cow! So we're out at this uh, one of our favorite little haunts. Our first outdoor lunch, having a nice time, but couldn't help noticing the loud couple behind Julie. So Julie can't really see them. I can hear them. But uh, and you know without. Giving it away, uh, it was from one of those lovely, ear-pleasing, guttural languages uh, up north. And I, you know, just, it's, uh, I just, I can't stand the language. I just can't. I hate it. And uh, it's, they were loud. Yeah, it would be okay if they weren't so loud. They were loud. They were probably in their mid-60s, I'm going to put them at. And uh, so that was annoying right away. And then towards the end of the meal, she gets up, puts her goofy sun hat on and goes out to the car. Why did she go to the car? She went to the car to get one of those floss sticks. You know, the one with the, it's got a toothpick at one end and then it curves around into a U with a little floss thing. Oh my God. Now... If you're going all the way to the car to get a floss stick, <laughs> stay at the car. To floss. To floss. <laughs> Don't bring it back into the restaurant. She brings it back into the restaurant, sits down, and goes to town. I mean, she's got both hands oh in there. God. Wait a minute. So she is just like ripping it. She's like doing a full-on root canal right at the table. I can't not see this. You can't unring the bell. It's just gross. It's just absolutely gross. Whether she's got her hands up there. Then 
He pulls out a toothpick from his pocket and he starts going to town. Well, at least he didn't use hers. Well, that would have been it. <laughs> that Because w- I, I was thinking about that. Were hey, you? can I borrow that? Oh, <laughs> just. Okay, if you've got to do dental work at the table, go go to the washroom or stain your car. That was just repugnant. Ugh. Well, you know what? I, I could hear what they were saying and they... they that that just I'm so happy I didn't see What do you mean that. you could hear what they were saying? They I, were speaking another whole language. It wasn't French, that's for well, sure. Well, no, but they 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 got um salt and pepper and they were commenting on the on the food and saying that it wasn't uh, uh, spicy enough and like they were Oh, they were problem people. And they, and they were problem people. And they were reading newspapers at the t- it's just like I I I don't know. It was just annoying factor 11 at this restaurant with these people. And I don't know. I Ugh, just made me nuts. Well, you know what? In Picking general, in, in general, we find everybody around here very, very respectful, yeah. and 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 you know. They were guests. It was a, so. It was a restaurant uh, attached to a hotel that we go to all the time. They were must have been guests visiting. Thanks very much for your, thanks very much for your patronage. Now back you go. <laughs> Oh, go pick your teeth and wherever the heck you're from. I just like if it is if that's common in that country, I'm not going to that country. If I if I'm gonna go to a country where people are picking their teeth <laughs> at a restaurant table, God. Yeah, I think different uh, countries have different uh, cultures and things that are acceptable or lack thereof or not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry you had to see that. Jeff. Yeah, had I'm to glad see I had it, my back to them. Had to hear it the whole darn thing. I'm surprised that it, the, the stuff didn't flick over to our table. Ooh, gross! Come on. Well, <laughs> the way she was going at it. Can we, can we move on? I fire up a chainsaw for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, where we are in our this is going to probably be our our last reflective podcast because this is we, we're now up to the timeline of when we began the the podcast. We're which caught was, up. We're, we're yeah, we're caught up. You know, we've we've gone through all of the moving to France and all that that. Uh, uh, involved and, and and so now we're we're kind of all caught up. So we're going to be doing, I guess, what we originally um, thought this podcast would be about. What what our original intention was to t- talk about France. Yeah, share share our experiences, good yeah. and bad. And I think it was it was very therapeutic for us to start at the very beginning because there there's so much that happened, mm-hmm. so much adventure and misadventure. And and what's great about it. Um, even just for us, is to have that chronicled because, I mean, you tend to forget things and it was all fresh in our mind. And also now we don't have to worry about it because it's it's done, it's, it's recorded. In it's, yep. it's in the past. We're looking ahead now. And the whole idea, like we were talking about uh, Saint-Serre-la-Papie last week, and those are the types of things that we'd love to share with you. And, uh, you know, along with the Facebook page, providing the photos of, of the place so that you can get an idea of, of our surroundings here and what drew us to this place in the in the first place? Right, and I think I think we've done a pretty good job at explaining our rationale. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes with a bit of regret, but um, I th- I think the thought process was valid. Um, but overall, I would say that we we were lacking in some knowledge. Oh, but you can't expect to to, to pull something like this off without you know missing a few. Uh, salient points you know you, you you just can't there's so much you have so much on the docket to do to make this move you know 
Yeah, and we made it happen. And, you know, I think now we're kind of looking at the next the next chapter, which, you know, we've gone through some of the trials and tribulations. And I, yeah. I'm optimistic that the next chapter is going to be um, more more peaceful yeah. <laughs> and more positive. And, you know, this is a really good thing to do for our friends and family. And, and let's face it, that's primarily who listens to the podcast. And if you're, uh, if you're finding this for the first time, we, we thank you for listening. But it's, it's great because we were sending letters to, like, we had a yeah, like hundred newsletter. or so. Yeah, yeah newsletters. newsletters. That we were creating and sending off, but this is much more complete. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, because they, you you get to hear it in our words and also you know see the see the corresponding uh, photos which we weren't able to include oftentimes. So uh, the podcast is is just an absolutely great vehicle for this type of thing. We're we're really finding it fun, uh, therapeutic, and it's 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 informative, and that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and I'm hoping that the people back home are enjoying and uh, and feeling as though they're a part of this experience. So we want to thank you all for keeping it alive, and we'll continue to uh, send weekly podcasts every Friday. We just got back from La Foire aux Fleurs in Tournon d'Agenais. It's the first time that we've ever been to this event. It's the first time in the last two years that they've held the event because of COVID. And what a surprise. It was a feast for the eyes. Feast for the eyes. It really was. And so we're recording this on May 1st. It's a big, big holiday in, I, not, I think, not only France, but Europe. It's like their, it's la- their Labor Day. That's right. Everything's cl- like, it's a stat. Yeah. And on May 1st, they have this event. This is the 30th year that they've, that they've actually held this event. And so well organized. We arrived early, actually, and uh, parked our car took a, a bus ride up to the shuttle, top. Shuttle, yeah. beautiful shuttle. Up to the top of the Bastide because th- this, is, this is a hilltop village, one of the most beautiful villages in France, uh, accredited. And all of the flowers and the flower shops and the landscapers have... Buckets, tons oh. of flowers. Uh, again, this is a, a, a great reason for the Facebook page because I was just banging off photos and we'll flood the Facebook page uh, for this uh, chapter, chapter 17, check it out. I'm telling you, there were dogs everywhere, <laughs> flowers, and then there were other vendors. We, we bought some cool sun hats, uh, of course, wine. <laughs> Always somebody <laughs> selling wine. You gotta love it. But, you know, the, one of the issues is that it is at the top yeah. of, of the Bastide, which means that if you're going to buy, <laughs> like, hefty plants, it would be very difficult to get them back down to your vehicle. Yeah, so uh, on the way back down in the shuttle, uh, people were, like, with three-feet plants <laughs> and rose bushes sticking through the uh, seats, and it was a little awkward. And now this is a traveling show, and I think we're going to go to... <laughs> I think we're going to go to the next one, which is a little flatter. The terrain's a little flatter so that we could actually carry stuff because we want to fill a bunch of urns. We don't want to just go buy a, a you know, a basil plant. Yeah, we, 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 were, we were on a mission. It was exploratory this time. Um, maybe next weekend we'll actually come home with some mm-hmm. some plants and get, but, get to work in the garden. Gee, we got some amazing photos. And, oh, man, they, the gendarmes were there patrolling because, you know, uh, flower thievery is uh, rampant. 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 Mm. It's just people 
here in France, they they walk in, they steal, they'll, they'll steal a they'll steal a time plant, and they'll just run. So you want to have the gendarmes, but they'll there. run out of time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, folks, that's that's the gold that you come for right there. Anyway, I adored it. I I want. I'm looking forward to going next year, and uh, you know, uh, I, th- I think it's a must a must do. It's just the only thing is that. That little issue about it being so high up the hill, like there's no way you, you could fill a truck with with plants. Impossible. You, you this is for people who like like what we're doing, where you're just exploring, and and you can get cards from each vendor and find out where their where the nursery is, their nursery is, and that's maybe that's what we did this time. That's maybe the 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 uh, idea for most of them. Yeah, and it turns out that one of the stalls that we like the most is a very local, yeah. just down the hill. Uh, nursery, so we'll that definitely out. be visiting them. Yeah, so uh, I guess next week it's uh, back to Rockacore. Back to Rockacore. And little, maybe we'll get to see little Maddie at the restaurant. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that is it for Chapter 17, since we are all but caught up on our timeline now. That's great. Um, uh, there's really no way So there's to... no looking back anymore now? No. It's all looking ahead. It's that all... feels good. Yeah, it's all looking ahead. We've gotten rid of all of the debris from the past, uh, getting here and all that stuff. So it's difficult for us to promote what's coming up on next week's show because we don't really know. But rest assured, it will include Julie's French phrase of the day. And certainly it will include something that has annoyed you, Jeff. Oh, well, I think that's what people come to love about this this podcast. Uh, again, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jeff and Julie move to France. Make sure to like our page and check out all the photos relating to each chapter. And in this case... Uh, all the photos from the Fête aux Fleurs. Foire aux Fleurs. Okay. Au revoir. Yep. Au revoir.